1: Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited for the guest I'm bringing on today. Anne-Marie Zanzo, you know, sh- sh- Anne-Marie, has a, Anne-Marie Coaching provides coaching and group support for people who are questioning their sexual and or gender identity, coming out and looking for community. So Anne-Marie is the host of Coming Out and Beyond podcast. She's also been featured on the Oprah magazine, but I'll let Anne-Marie get into all that. You know, thanks for coming on the show today. It's such a pleasure having you. How's it going, Anne-Marie?
2: It's going well, Brittany, and thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited.
1: I'm so excited for today. I mean, you've done a lot of things and you have a lot of value to add to my listeners. So, you know, before we really jump into any questions, do you mind going ahead and sharing a bit of your background um, and what led you to where you are today with the business and everything else going on?
2: Well, Um, So I am somebody that came out later in life um, to the LGBTQ community when I was 52 years old. I was married for 27 years. I have four kids right now who are the ages between 19 and 31. Um, And because of that experience and because of other life experiences that I've had, um, I started coaching other people who were in the midst of this change and transition and loss and joy to help them come out later in life. <laughs> and so that's what I, that's what I do. So my background is in ministry. Um, I'm an ordained minister in the United Church of Christ. Um, but I'm also, I was, I also worked as a chaplain, um, is in hospitals and hospices for 20 years before I did this. And I'm also a bereavement counselor. So my background is in the helping professions. And so when I went into coaching, um you know, I really relied on that background to give me the foundation for what I do now.
1: Amazing. Amazing. Now tell me a little bit uh, about, you know, where you're at in the business right now. What's your biggest focus and desire? Well,
2: you know, I don't know about you, but I get like, sometimes I get like, I want to do something else. Right. So I have been working with, you know, women coming out later in life for now five years. Um, And later in life is very self-defined. So later in life can be someone who's 25 or somebody who is 75. Um, A lot of time, Gen Zs feel later in life because, you know, some of their peers came out when they were teenagers and they're coming out at 25, 28, 30. Those are millennials, but they are, you know, they feel like they're late. So that's very, very self-defined. And so I've been doing this for about five years and building communities all over the place. And I have decided that I sort of want to pivot. Um, No, excuse me, let me rephrase that. I am pivoting. And I really want to work with other people who are in the process of creating businesses, mainly for the queer community, that is really important to me, and who want to be able to scale and grow a business for people who are in the queer community, providing services and support. And so doing basically what I did. And so I really would like to help other people do that as well. Um, Everything I've done in life has lasted between five and seven years. So (laughs) I am now in the beginning of doing something else. And I'm very, very excited about that.
1: Well, I'm also very excited for you. You know, I think what you're doing is incredible. And, you know, talk talk to me or walk me through a bit about, you know, when did you start the podcast and your intentions
2: behind it? Well, you know, so I have a wonderful SEO person. She does my website and, you know, she really encouraged me to do my podcast to get my message out there. Um, my wife is also a podcast, podcast listener. And she's okay, like, we, yeah. should a podcast. we should do a podcast. And I was like, I'm going to be really honest with you, Brittany. I was dragged kicking and screaming to do this podcast because um, I just didn't. I love people's stories. I have been trained as a listener, as a chaplain. Um, And so I have the skills for it, but I was like, eh, I don't know if I really want to do that and stuff like that. But what ended up happening is I actually really, really enjoyed it. And, um, I've gotten a lot of great feedback about my f- podcast. The first semester of, excuse me, the first season is about, you know, all women sharing their later in life story, like whether it's a, a cisgendered woman, a trans woman, and I have my, my ending season was somebody who came out in 19, my ending show was somebody who came out in 1970. And so really oh, wow. hearing about that experience and her living in San Francisco and all those things like that. Um, and then, you know, I think because as, I don't know about you, but as podcasters and as, you know, people who are ever evolving, I was like, I'm going to do something different my second and third season. So my second season and third season was more about, um, practical advice. You know, I had a lawyer on there. I had a therapist. Um, I had somebody, Um, who like, so for example, in our later in life community, there's a term called a catalyst, which um, can be an event but in this specific instance, it was, you know, pe- when a woman falls in love with another woman and all of a sudden realizes they may not be straight. And so I did, an, I did an episode with somebody who gives some really practical advice about having a catalyst and also getting over that relationship because it's a very painful relationship to recover from if, when you break up, um, if and when you break up. So I really focused more on practical advice and now I when I'm in, I'm going into season 4 and I really want to focus on I've only had women up to this point and now I want to open it up to the male part of our species <laughs> and also really have people share their coming out stories but the name of the podcast is coming out and beyond so like me I want to hear the beyonds you know whether it's a book, whether it's uh, some some type of work they do, that's really what um, the name of the podcast. So it's evolved as I have evolved in my own journey.
1: Right. So it's getting these people on to talk about their journey and story and what has come from it, um, how they've evolved and how what they're up to now. What's, what's the next uh, chapter of their life yeah, looking the like? Chapter? That's so exciting. So, yeah. I like because- that.
2: Yeah. And, 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 and also too, like, um, you know, as human beings, we shouldn't stay in the same spot forever. We really should be evolving as we get go through this life.
1: I agree with that. I think like there's so many chapters in the life and there's so many seasons and it's life, it's life. And I, I don't think, I think every season happens for a reason. And, um, it will bring you to where you're supposed to be, you know, and these new chapters to just like embrace them. And, you know, um, so this is great. I love that you're, uh, you're bringing people on to talk about that and journey Mm -hmm. and, and where they've, where it's taking them. So. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And also to get queer stories out there. Um, One of the biggest problems with the LGBTQ community is that there's often erasures. I mean, we've always existed, folks, always, always, always. And there's a lot of people in history I could name off the top of my head who are um, queer. And so I feel like that I... I am a huge believer in the power of story. I always, that's what I did when I worked in hospice um, and to po- the power of story to change, connect and to make us reflect on our lives. And so I really wanna use stories so that people can see themselves in them and then also maybe make changes to their lives so that they can live a more happier life, more joyful life. life. Yeah, so that's why I love to share stories.
1: And how do you go about, uh, you know, getting these guests to come on your show? I mean,
2: do you reach out to them or how does that process work? Well, it's been really organic up to this point. I know a ton of people. So right. I like just ask people to be on it, people that I find uh-huh. interesting, like, especially in the second and third season, because, um, you know, I had specific topics I wanted to cover and stuff. Um, but now, I am gonna start doing a little bit more active like marketing towards people that, um, people that um, fit my criteria but also may teach us more and, um, have, you know, varied stories. So I was actually thinking, I I have a newsletter of course, and, um, I was going to, you know, do a cast out for the newsletter, um, you know, and say, Hey, I'm, I'm recording season four. Now I'm starting, so it'll be released the first week of January and, um, and saying, you know, um, uh, would you like to be on the show? Tell me your story. And so, but honestly, the first couple ones, I have some really good friends. Like, I have a friend, a male friend, who is a really great author. And so, I'm going to ask him <laughs> to be on. The, I like it.
1: Yes, my first.
2: Yes. He's hysterically funny too. So, I'm really excited about having them him on. If he says yes, that is exciting. I haven't, I haven't asked him yet.
1: <laughs> He's going to say yes. It's going to be good. Okay. It's going to yes. be good. <laughs> um, you know. As being an entrepreneur, like our listeners as well, I mean, there's so many wins and there's so many great things that can come from it. But what about all the struggles and challenges? What have you found to be the biggest struggles or challenges along the way um, that might be relatable to others listening? So,
2: when you're dealing with people that are, um, okay, so coming out, for example, um, oftentimes, not all the people, but oftentimes there's a lot of shame, and guilt and mm-hmm. and other difficult emotions when people are coming out. So really for me content was about making it not shameful anymore, right? So we had the shame of, you know, being LGBTQ and and I want to be very clear, I do not think it's shameful at all. I'm a proud lesbian, but I'm talking about when people are first entering this experience, and and I want to be really uh, people that come out later in life, eighty percent of them I find come from conservative religious traditions, and so there is you know a, a huge shame factor. But wow. the next thing is um, is about being late you know, like later in life, like, oh, I missed the boat. I should have done this earlier. I shouldn't have done this. I should have done that. And, and so really making one of my biggest goals, and I think I'm starting to succeed with it is normalizing the later in life experience in the sense that it is, it's, you know, everybody has their own journey and their own path. So some people figure out that they're not straight um, when they're 15. Sometimes people figure it out 17, 75. And sometimes people know when they're in college and, you know, that there's that joke, "Lug, you know, lesbian until graduation, you know, and, and, and for some of those people, you um, you know, they they deliberately choose to be married with to a man because they think that's the only way that they can achieve the American dream. And so like dealing with all those, th- this stuff hasn't been talked about like in open social media, like really, really, like people don't talk about this stuff. And so like really talking. So I, like one of the biggest things for me was, Navigating people's shame and bringing it, bringing this conversation that used to not be had out into the open. And that was a really big struggle for me to, to, to like get the get to get the tone to, to write about it in a way that makes people feel included. And so, for example, when I write, I always use we language. Which is a very interesting form. I don't do I. I don't do you. I do we, because I want to be inclusive to everybody that you know that come across. So and who's experiencing this 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 journey? Right, right. I like the way that you use that use it in that term.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, it's more inclusive that way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Anne Marie, tell me a bit about you know what is it like for your client acquisition? What is your process like within your business?
2: Oh, it's so many different ways. I mean, my website is, um, you know, I get about 10,000 clicks a month. um, And I've created that website from the ground up. I mean, my first year, I had 6,000 visitors. So um, it's been a big work. So people find me through that. Uh, uh, People find me through social media. Um, I do a lot of uh, posting and I'm just I just got on TikTok the last like couple of months and my wife and I did a video that went you know we've had 130 thousand views of it and it was just like a like seriously we're on the porch and did a video and we just talked about falling in love after 50 and um and I don't know if it, it just really really responded well so social media that way and then my podcast I mean so many people now have like. It's so funny. It really has. Like I have so many people who who know me from the podcast and they'll they'll tell me, "Oh, I've listened to your podcast and that's why they reach out to me." Um so my podcast is like so even though I was dragged, you know, they they dragged me there kicking and screaming. It actually is a real viable way to reach your clients. I think as long as you stay on message. You know, and really right. really stay and 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 sort of not go into tangents. And so um, and so that's why it's interesting. I haven't even thought about it until this moment that I was saying, hey, I'm gonna be doing something different in the fourth pot, fourth season, and then realizing that because I feel called to do something differently. So my podcast is evolving with my business. Absolutely, and I think
1: podcasts are such a great way to, you know, go ahead and work as a client magnet. You know, and mm-hmm. the people later down the road that come to you and you're like, oh, they, they they say, oh, I've been listening to you for this this amount of time, and we had no idea that you know, and they come to you and they want to work with you because that trust and that relationship actually has already started being built just by you being consistent with the podcast right
2: you, you never know who's listening and for how long right? Well and it's awesome. and it's really interesting now too Brittany is that I have people saying, oh, I've been following you for years and I'm like, right. I hear that all the time with my <laughs> guests. I'm like, see the podcast
1: yeah. is amazing for leveraging for your business you know um yeah, it's inc- it's incredible. What is maybe your biggest pain point when it comes to the podcast?
2: What do you mean by that? What's that question? I don't know. So understand. like,
1: what are, what are some challenges? Have you found any challenges when using the podcast? Well,
2: first of all, I think the first challenge is that, um, um, you know, it it, it's really something technical stuff, like not buying the right equipment and stuff like that. Like I don't have headphones on right now, but I do have a really good mic in front of me. Um, And so not doing those things, which, which, you know, eliminating noise, you know, all that stuff like that. Um, Right. I didn't, you know, I, that was a really big challenge for me because I think in the beginning, I didn't take it so seriously. And now I do take it much more seriously. I'm going to get a good pair. I have a pet pair of headphones, but I want to get a different set and, you know, me too. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's really one thing. Um, I, you know, but not that anyone ever complained about that. It's just more of my stuff. And I think one of the things too, like the other challenge of it is there's just a lot of nitty gritty with it. You know, like, you know, the Google forms, you know, sending things out to people, you know, it's, there's just, and there's a lot of follow-up and the social media stuff. I have a social media person now, so they do, I don't have to deal with that anymore. Um, and, you know, sometimes I think when you're a new entrepreneur, the things that you really dislike doing if you can hire someone to do it, because they will make your life so much better. So like yeah. my social media, my newsletter is all done by someone else. She's a, now has become a good friend. And I, I wish I had done that a long time ago. Well, I they also think that like, just by having someone to do those those couple jobs
1: or whatever it might be, you can mm-hmm. use your focus and attention on st- the stuff that you're really passionate and really good at. Right. So it's yeah. like taking a little bit of a load off your plate where you can put the rest of your attention somewhere else. which it's going to grow the business more. Right. So Absolutely. but still get
2: everything done. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. A hundred percent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's something that I've noticed with the people who come on here also much of that all the time. It's like, I don't have enough time might be hiring someone or some, a lot of them have hired someone and it just allows them the time to focus on what, what is most important. Right. So,
2: yeah, you know, I worked with my own coach too, and, and she was really big into time blocking. Have you ever heard of that? When you block, yeah, I do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, the time blocking thing. And, and I was like, okay, whatever. But, but the funny thing is, is that like the busier I get, the more I have to use that because I just, if I don't do that and write it down, um, then it, it's just that I write, I, I see clients, I run, run groups. I, it's, and I am like like, I feel like right now I'm starting to like run faster and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, now I understand the importance of time blocking. It's not so much in the beginning of your coaching business where you might be a little bit slower, but as your coaching business grows, you need to use some tools like that. We need to use some tools like that so that we don't feel feel overwhelmed, you know? So time blocking is a great tool. I agree. And I, I think it, it's great because you actually get everything done then, right? And not right. feel as stressed about it. And I don't know about you, but I'm used to keeping a lot of things in my head. And so like, it also lets your brain be free. So you're not remembering, oh, I have to Right. You know, like, I, I have it's to send written on the time episode. blocks. Yeah, it's written on yeah. the time block. You don't have to think about it tomorrow. <laughs> you know? Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Marie, this has been amazing. And, you know, you added some value to our listeners. And that's what I'm looking for on my show. So thank you so much. You know, if anyone's looking to connect with you, whether it be to come on your show or, you know,
2: connect with you with what you have to offer within the business, what would be the best way to reach out to you? Well, I am on all social media, so you can obviously message me there, but also I have my own website, Marie Zanzel, my full name with no hyphen dot com, and you can find me there, and there's, of course, a way to message me on my website.
1: Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. Absolute pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to see- seeing how everything goes with, uh, you know, your are pivoting um, and trying new things, attracting uh, different people to come on the show. I'm excited to follow that and see how it goes for you. All the best.
2: Thank you so much, Brittany. Thank you for having me.
1: Absolute pleasure. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on just like lovely Anne Marie did today to share your story, talk about your business and podcast, please go to top100interview.com and we'd love to have you as well. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Anne. Catch you on the next one.
0: Hey, everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe and here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. Out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now, at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition